0: Welcome to the Cruel Summer Season 1 finale extravaganza. Extravaganza! We're dressed up right now. I know. For those of you listening on your podcast app and you don't have the pleasure of seeing us, I have not only put space buns in my hair and worn lip gloss and a nice green eyeshadow look, I made a Team Kate button. She did. She's not lying. If I had really thought about it, would I have gotten a Team Kate t-shirt? Probably. Probably. I feel like now that you
1: mentioned you could have done the T-shirt it feels a little lazy that you did a pin.
0: Well, I didn't think of this until like an hour ago.
1: Fair enough. I am wearing a full velvet dress just like I did in the nineties. Cause you know what, bitch? <laughs> I remember the nineties. Yeah,
0: I was, this is not what I wore in the nineties. What I wore in the nineties was mostly onesies, diapers, that kind of stuff. I was a baby.
1: Yeah. I did that <laughs> for part of the nineties too. Um, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> adult diapers. I also have a velvet scrunchie in. Very cute. I have, you can't really see my hair ties match my green top. I kind of went green, green with envy. I really wanted a blue eyeshadow in 95 or no, it was
1: like 97. I was wearing a lot of blue eyeliner. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I was going to do more of an eyeliner. Like what I really wanted to do was there was this really cute photo of Reese Witherspoon from the 90s where she had a bunch of little space buns all over her head. But I don't have like the agility to make that happen.
1: So I went with two.
0: (laughs) I was really fighting with my hair for like an hour. And then I was like, this isn't going to work. I'm doing two little space buns. And even this was not easy. Bridget, what are you drinking today? I am drinking
1: my Snoop Dogg wine, 19 crimes, because, you know, Snoop Dogg was a 90s hero, still a
0: hero. (laughs) And Jeanette committed at least 19 crimes over the course of the show. Oh, Jesus Christ. So it's on theme, kind of. Now, what are you drinking? I am drinking, so I have a little bourbon lemonade. Nice. But, and, you know, lemonade is very evocative of the 90s for me because, you know, lemonade stands, whatever. I'm kind of fishing. Really, I'm drinking bourbon, which... Bourbon plays a role in Cruel Summer. It's one of the characters you could say. Um, really Jamie is. drinks it when he <laughs> commits the car accident that ruins his friend's life. Merton and Kate share it in a very romantic way. Just kidding. But you want to know what the piece de resistance of the bourbon I'm drinking is? Huh. It is teen drama themed in that it is Brothers Bond oh. made by Paul Wesley and Ian Somerhalder stars of the vampire diaries and we finally
1: circled back on that
0: i know it's actually pretty good bourbon i do recommend it it is expensive because it's a celebrity novelty bourbon but it's actually pretty good it's got a nice vanilla undertone which goes well with the lemonade oh interesting so that's what i'm drinking today
1: just want to say i'm not the only one with 19 crimes uh (laughs) Of our guests here today put in the chat that they also have 19 crimes in their room. 19 so,
0: crimes is a classic. It's a classic folks. Recommend it. So first and foremost, we're gonna start. It's been a long season of Cruel Summer. We've gotten to know these characters really well. So now we're gonna find out which characters we are. So I'm gonna open the chat and drop the link to what else a Buzzfeed quiz. Bridget and I are gonna take it And we want our audience to take it along with us. And if you're listening on the podcast later, it'll be in the show notes so you can take this quiz. But we will read out the questions as we do it, just so, you know, you feel involved. So, Bridget, do you have the quiz open? You ready? Oh, yeah, you know it. Okay, what is your go-to accessory? Glasses, hair dye, scrunchie, muscle tank top, choker. I think I have to go scrunchie on this one. I think I I either want to do scrunchie or choker. I'm definitely not picking muscle tank top because I can tell that's the Jamie answer. <laughs> and I'm avoiding that. Like is it play. Jamie
1: or is it Ben? Doesn't Ben? No, it's all Jamie.
0: Yeah, it's all Jamie. I'm gonna pick choker just to be different from you. That'd be different. You're wearing a choker. I am wearing a choker too, so that's uh correct. Okay. Favorite color: yellow, black, red, green, pink. I'm picking pink. Oh, I thought you were gonna pick green because you're wearing it. Oh yeah. Well. I like pink or red, but I'm going to pick pink. Oh, this is difficult for me. I'm going to I'm going to go green. Good choice. Okay, what is your favorite hobby? Roller skating, pranking, watching movies, driving or breaking and entering. (laughs) Ooh,
1: oh, buddy. This one's tough. I love breaking and entering. That's. Definitely close to the top for me.
0: Here's the thing. I mean, this is the problem with the BuzzFeed quiz is that you can tell what the characters are because watching movies, you know, that's Martin Harris.
1: No, watching movies is Vincent.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. And who knows what pranking is? I guess, I don't know. Driving is Jamie.
1: Oh, no, roller skating is Mallory.
0: Yeah, driving is Jamie because he got in a car accident.
1: Um, Some of these must be like a Venn diagram because like pranking is like could be Mallory, Jeanette or Vincent.
0: Yeah, but Mallory's the most passionate about pranking. I'm going to pick for my favorite hobby. I'm going to pick driving. I'm going to pick watching movies. Okay, Martin Harris, go off. Okay, That's who Vincent. are you? <laughs> it's both. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> who are you closest with? My friends, father, nope, mother, <laughs> teacher, or partner? Okay, Um. definitely not my teacher or my father or my partner who is non-existent. So it's either my friends or my mom. Oh, that's adorable. I know. You know
1: who the mother answer is. Kate? Kate, baby.
0: Makes me want to pick the mother. Um, It's either Kate or (laughs) (laughs) Tanil. I am going to pick, oh, I don't know. Well, because I'm close with my mom and my friends in different ways, you know? I'm going to go partner because. um, Oh, my God, you have a boyfriend.
1: (laughs) I have a boyfriend. (laughs)
0: That's um, I was gonna say that's Jeanette, but Jeanette's her dad. I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick friends. That's
1: a good one. And I'm sure if your mom's listening, she understands. The she good news it. is, my mom
0: does not listen to the Cruel Summer recaps. That's oh, she's not watching it. She's not watching Cruel Summer. No, she could not be less interested, but um, she's still listening to our main, but she listens to the main. So the, that's another reason that I felt like I could pick. Friends, because if my mom was listening, I would have picked mom. You would have even. We're, we're close in different ways. I just think for the sake of this quiz, and also I don't yeah, want to make it look yeah, like yeah. I'm trying too hard to get Kate. As <laughs> everyone knows, I'm a big Kate Wallace stan. I yeah, don't want to be. You're wearing the pin. I'm wearing my team Kate pin, which I'm gonna keep. Like I'm not throwing this out when this is over. No one's down. I'm gonna that. wear it for the season two premiere of Cruel Summer, even if we don't follow these same characters. But I digress. <laughs> okay. The next question is Which image speaks to you? Okay, oh I've described
1: the images. Yeah, please describe. I want okay, to. Okay, so one this.
0: is like the silhouette of a woman in a top hat dancing under the night sky. Kate. One is uh, like a video camera. Mallory. Mallory. One is danger, do not enter. Jeanette. Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> one is like four girls doing a heart sign.
1: That's Kate? like one of the
0: the side friend characters sure and one is like a garage full of tools Jamie Greg oh Jamie yeah he I hangs out g- in his garage all the time huffing yeah fumes exactly just he hangs out in his garage regretting all of his life decisions like how he ruined his best friend's life I hate Jamie um <laughs> I
1: just wanted to be known that in the chat does say the first one is incredibly or absolutely incredible
0: and it is, and you know what? I'm picking the first one.
1: I want to pick the first one too, but I'm going to, I'll go, uh, I'll go camera on this one.
0: Okay, sure.
1: We're doing a lot of recording stuff. Yeah. I can relate. I can relate to that. And I want to be different.
0: Okay. Favorite hairstyle, natural hair, um, short bob, dyed hair, styled hair, or pixie cut. I'll tell you what I'm not picking is pixie cut because that's Jeanette. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to pick dyed hair because my hair is dyed. Oh, that's a good call.
1: Mine's technically dyed, too, but I think I'm going to go short Bob because that's like the way I've been the last couple of years. More sure. Bobby.
0: That might be the Kate Wallace answer because she uh, cuts her hair in a short bob. Post-kidnapping. Yeah. Okay. Strongest personality trait. Secretive, loyal strong, unique, or funny. funny. And I want it to be known that the picture for funny is a pineapple in sunglasses. And if I wasn't gonna pick funny, that would make me, and I am picking funny. If you think about it, my face kind of looks like that pineapple right now with the scrunchie in. If you think about it, <laughs> I'm picking funny, of course. Oh, okay, and we have our answer. Ooh. First of all, before we just say our answer, Bridget, are you happy with your answer? I'm absolutely happy with my answer. I'm fine with mine as well. So who did you get? I got Vince Fuller. Oh, great. Let's read. Let's hear the description. I
1: am a pure soul. I always want what's best for my friends. Oh, I have a little secret, but doesn't change my character. And my friends can depend on me as I am loyal, almost to a fault. But really, do I have any faults?
0: Wow, that's nice. Yeah, when I set out to take this quiz, the only person I didn't want was Jeanette Turner. And I'm delighted to say I did not get Jeanette Turner. I got Mallory Higgins. Oh, I was hoping you got Greg. If I got Greg, I would be, this, <laughs> this would be over. <laughs> I was hoping for Kate, Cindy, or Angela, not even Angela, Kate or Cindy. Those are my real queens, but I'm happy with Mallory. Here's my description. People might think of you as the bossy, mean friend, but really, you're just looking for the right place to fit in. You often use snarkiness to cover your true feelings. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> um, maybe you thought you were an outsider, and maybe you are, but you might just become friends with the person you least expected. So keep your mind open. Okay, least expected, and we'll love you back. Yeah, fall in love and run away together. <laughs> exactly. I'm just, I mean, that, this also, I'm obsessed with Kate. The quiz, new. The quiz, the quiz new. new. Oh, That's always that fun. That's
1: true. That's a good point. Um, so now, Grace, what we have to do now is actually change our names. So if you're in the Zoom, and we do have a Zoom comment that says, could not be more furious, which maybe tells you my result, which means, They probably got Greg
0: or I'm guessing they got Jeanette. Jeanette, Jeanette, maybe you got to You got to change that name. I'm just going to be Vince. I guess I should just be Mallory then. Now, let's talk about the episode. A general thoughts of the finale. I do have a quick video to share. Oh, that shares my thoughts about the finale. Okay. Team Kate, baby! I And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go I was right. Okay,
1: we'll get into it. <laughs> but she's
0: obviously still very wrong. Oh, we'll get into it. But no, she's not. <laughs> um <laughs> But overall, general thoughts on the finale. I was quite satisfied. I think they answered every question. I don't think any stone was left unturned. And we, we like, we could have been in the writer's room. I know. We actually did pretty good with our predictions over the course of the season. I'm going to read the synopsis just to give yeah, us a review of it. what we saw. Kate and Jeanette's world collide as the court date arrives, finally forcing the two young women to answer the question on everyone's mind. But the answer comes with a price that not everyone can pay. Sure. So we can break this up into a couple different categories because this is the end of a season We're maybe saying goodbye to these characters, maybe not, but we'll get there. So we're going to just go through from, I think, least juicy to most juicy.
1: Yeah. Or like outside to inside, maybe.
0: Sure, 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 sure. So the first thing we want to talk about is the parents of the show. The parents were their characters. They, who do we have? We've got Greg. We've got Cindy. We've got Joy. We've got Rod. Oh, on a lower level, we got think of him as
1: Mr. Joy.
0: Yeah, Mr. Joy. I think his name is Rod. Um, He really, you know, these parents are. Or is he technically Mr. Wallace? He must be. Well, but Kate's name is Wallace. But also, I think he's raised her for a long yeah, time.
1: Yeah, and he adopted her.
0: Yeah, so I think, I think he is Mr. Wallace. Anyway. Anyway. Doesn't really matter. We see a little bit of the parents in this episode. My favorite parent moment in this episode is when we see them watch the Marcia Bailey show interview. When Greg is like, she can't name you by name. OK, Greg, what are you, a lawyer? Yeah. Go sell a house to a kidnapper again, King.
1: I thought that was that was like very supportive.
0: Well, you know, like, me; I'm anti Turner family, so I'm never going to be on. Their I mean,
1: side. yes, the whole family. Is more deranged, more deranged than now when I think about that early sex scene where clearly the parents are doing it. It's like the first episode or like, it was a parent's anniversary episode. Do you remember this? And the kids are like, or oh, it wasn't yeah. the first, but it, the kids when are like waiting for their parents to come out. And it's like, clearly that they're like- Having sex. Having sex. And I, that that was a huge red flag that we did not talk enough about, was how, how fully formed can your kids be? They're so aware of when you guys are having sex.
0: Well, here's I mean, this is the problem with Greg throughout the course of the show is that he never treated Jeanette like an adult with adult consequences. And that's why Jeanette is the way she is.
1: And he's also absolutely oblivious to what everyone else is going through.
0: Yeah. And then even when he realized that Cindy had been right and Jeanette had been lying to him, he didn't really change his behavior except like he threw a little tantrum at Jeanette for a while
1: well yeah he went to like a depression and started neglecting her which also again and we went to great lengths to say this he should have taken her to
0: therapy yeah he should have I mean honestly what Greg should have done is said we're gonna move towns we're not gonna stay in this town yeah somewhere where he could have gotten a freaking job yeah she wanted to drop out of high school he should have been like Great. I understand why you don't want to go to that high school. Your life sucks here. Do you realize
1: this whole show could have been derailed if, if Jeanette's parents were just like, hey, let's just move
0: towns. Well, I think the argument is that, as I said this, I thought of it. I think this story was in the world of the show making national news. So I don't think moving towns would have been quite that easy. But I don't know if they're releasing, if they would release photos of Jeanette Turner. She might have to change her name.
1: I was going to say, even if she even if she went to like a different town, there's no way she would have been treated the same way she was treated in her hometown. It's like Casey Anthony.
0: Mm hmm. I think you're right. But Greg does really nothing to help Jeanette. And then he kind of like blames it on his depression that his wife left him. The he doesn't even G- blaming on his depression. He's just like. I don't know. I just don't know. He's like, I don't know what to tell you, little lady. He's like the epitome of like a white guy. I just
1: don't know how this happened.
0: He's like, I don't know how this happened to me. Well, that's, as I've said many a time, that's my problem with Jeanette, which she obviously learned from Greg, is both of them see the world as a collection of things that happen to them, as if they're like a passive participant in their own lives. You're not. Some things you can't control, some things other people are putting on you, but some things are your own problem. It's a strong gene. He's like, oh my God, my wife left me. Your wife left you, King. Look <laughs> inward. <laughs> Look inward.
1: Speaking, speaking of wife,
0: what do you think about Cindy? I think it, because she wasn't even in this She episode. wasn't even in this finale. She said, I gave her a bracelet. I told her not to sue this girl and I dipped. She's embarrassed, <laughs> bitch. She said, I'm not going to be in the country for this trial.
1: I'm over it in every timeline and you know what
0: good for cindy yeah i'm not mad she is the smartest woman on this show because she stopped being involved in the bullshit she's the only one who got out i think you're on to something stan cindy forever she said i will not be there anymore i'm a flight attendant now
1: now that we're talking about it cindy might have won the show
0: oh if there was a winner on this show it's cindy
1: yeah, next next <laughs> season, Cindy Maine. I love it.
0: Yeah, the chat's rooting for next season, Cindy Maine, and as am I. I I mean, I've been a fan of Cindy ever since the episode where she left Greg. I didn't. Yeah. I was kind of anti her in the first few episodes. I'm not gonna revise this to a year.
1: Well, we had we didn't have all the details, and yes. Joy was very aggressive.
0: And Joy has a certain she has this attitude that you're like, oh, she's very confident. So you're like, oh, she must be right. Right. she seems like she has a good view on things. And I was kind of with that till we
1: saw she was cheating. And then I was like, oh, no, she's She's, definitely bad.
0: Yeah, she's got a she knows how to project the personality she wants projected.
1: Which kind of sucks, because like my initial impression of Joy was like, I bet she's fun to drink with.
0: (laughs) I bet she still is fun to drink with, but I bet she's like the person who you drink with. And then there's a certain point that you're like, Joy, do you really think you should have a third lemon drop martini? And she's like, Yeah, yeah because,
1: because she, she's talking about why she voted for Trump and why yeah. it's justified. She gets
0: to a point like it's really fun, and then it turns a corner really fast. Like, I'm not racist. My husband's black, and you're like, Ooh. and it's like, well, <laughs> well, Joy, <laughs> yeah, you know that like she's super super fun, and then at some point she turns a corner, and it's like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. Okay, okay, I gotta Whereas go. Cindy, I think only gets funner. Cindy can be blacked out and be super fun and Angela doesn't black out. Angela will hold your hair while you puke. That's the I thing, know. if you're all drunk at a bar, Joy's calling an Uber with or without you. Angela's it's- waiting for you. Angela's like a doormat. Exactly, Angela's just going with the flow. Yes,
1: Joy gets more vocal about Blue Lives Matter as she drinks, absolutely
0: agree with this. She absolutely does. Well, you know that Joy is like one of those people that she's like, you know, it doesn't really matter to me who everyone voted for. Like everyone has their own thing. I'm not going to judge anyone. And then all of a sudden she's like, "But I think we're being a little mean to cops."
1: <laughs> or someone gets up off the table and then she's like, "You know who they voted for? Bernie
0: Sanders." Or she's or she's like, "You know, I'm I don't like to stereotype, but you know, immigrants." And it's like, "Whoa, joy." Oh. She, like, really, like, sideways into it. And everyone's like, are you serious? And But she does it so slowly that you're like, how did we get here? Where
1: are you Oh, fun? I have been in that situation. So many joys live in Chicago.
0: Yeah, the world is full of joys. Joy to the world.
1: <laughs> joy to the world. And then I guess we could talk about Kate's dad. But
0: I mean, he's very supportive of Kate, but also he's very supportive of joy. And I think... By the time we get to the end of the show, he kind of just he doesn't want to get in the middle of them, but he keeps a watchful eye. But I just think, I mean, after what Kate goes through, I don't think either Joy or her stepdad have the capabilities to give her the kind of environment she needs at home, which is why she so quickly gravitates toward Mallory and therapy, because even though her stepdad really truly loves her and cares about her, he just will never understand what she's going through. Yes. And I mean yes. sometimes and I'm not saying he has to understand to be supportive of her because obviously he does a very good job supporting her. But it's just like it's- he's like
1: a very surfacey guy, you know, like, oh, I did sports. He's like Jay Cutler. Yeah. I didn't have a plan B. And yeah. then you have Kate, who if she had never gotten into this scenario they would get along perfectly. But because she went through a very traumatic event, she's now like, I have deep feelings.
0: Yeah. She, I mean, the thing is, she will have a great relationship with her stepdad for the rest of her life. She'll have a fine relationship with him. But there's a certain level of deep they're never gonna go. And I think a lot of that comes back to, I think Kate and Joy can heal their relationship, I do. Yeah. But Kate will never forget what Joy did during all of this. And I think her stepdad sticking with Joy is kind of a red flag to Kate, subconsciously. Yeah, well, it's
1: like when Kate calls home and she'll like talk to her mom for a bit and she's like, okay, now put dad on.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. She'll, I mean, she'll have a fine relationship with her parents, she'll work through all of this, but what Joy did and what her stepdad then supported by staying with Joy, that's never gonna be forgotten. That's always gonna be in the back of her mind.
1: Yeah, I mean. That's part of, I feel like that's just part of developing. Like there's still people you must have grudges against that you felt betrayed you in your teen years.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's some people that I know that there's like, I know there's no reason to dislike them, but that teenage dislike runs deep. It's, it goes to your bones. Yeah. I, I couldn't meet them and I I just would never want to talk to them again. Yeah. I don't have many though because I'm really well liked and popular, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, that's why I got Mallory.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. So <laughs> Yeah, Mallory's super well liked and popular. In my, I'm gonna next time I take it, I'm gonna try to get Kate. See if I can. Well, I think you can.
1: I mean, we're. Pretty I'm sure I can. Though.
0: Yeah, it wasn't that hard to guess. Okay, let's so, talk t- true love, soulmates,
1: Jamie and Jeanette. <laughs> so I put them on the list next because I really don't think their re- relationship is that juicy, but. It's I do not. feel like we can't ignore it.
0: Well, clearly, I mean, we see at the end of the episode when Jeanette is doing her Marsh Bailey interview, she says like, well, I've got the best boyfriend ever. And by context, we're meant to believe it's Jamie.
1: And Jamie never sobered up. Like, I yeah, mean, he did some good things in this episode. Like, apologized <laughs> to Ben. Friendly. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> did you not do this before? And he he hooked up. Ben and Vince, which we'll get to, but. He's still very much a trash bag teen boy.
0: Well, I think and this is Jeanette. I think Jeanette can't let go of the fact that Jamie was like the it guy. And yeah, then she dated him. And I know we're meant to believe their relationship was, you know, deep ish. We didn't see a lot of it. And obviously, through the whole course of the show, they have been ramping up to get Jamie and Jeanette together. And they did it, and congratulations to them. But I do not know where this couple's relationship goes.
1: Yeah, she leaves him as soon as she meets somebody with
0: money and higher status. Yeah, because Jamie doesn't know. I mean, we saw, so they met in mall jail, whatever. And so I think That's where they connected. They met in the- Oh, yes, food they court. met in school. They met in the regular mall. Um, <laughs> They met in- <laughs> Uh, common mall area. Next to a kiosk. Exactly. While well, he was making out with Kate. Um, normal, normal, uh, cute meat right there. Yeah. God, wish that were me. <laughs> um, but they kind of bonded mall jail. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a troublemaker. And he's, like, into it. So I think there's a part of that troublemaker spirit that Jamie is into. Because, obviously, he loves breaking the law and committing vehicular manslaughter. But I think at a certain point they'll get close enough that Jeanette's going to be like, "Hey, we should like break into that house over there," and he's going to be like, "What?" <laughs> or because I don't think she's ever going to so, tell anyone. They're the getting close
1: enough, and she's going to say, "Hey, I
0: think we should commit larceny," and he's going to be like, "What?" <laughs> she's like, "I'm sorry. Do you not fucking love me?" Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're not supportive. You're the worst boyfriend in the world.
1: And then she's going to meet like a startup tech and be like,
0: oh, oh yeah, she's going to meet like, you know, a Mark Zuckerberg type.
1: No, she's going to meet like the guy who started
0: WeWork. Exactly. She's going to meet some like guy who scam scamming people in different yeah. ways, and they're going to scam until the day they die. And she's going to be protected enough by his money and his connections that she will never go to jail. Jamie can't protect her from jail. Ugh, Jamie couldn't protect her from a fly. Yeah. Jamie couldn't protect Kate from Martin Harris. Ooh. And, and Martin Harris weighs 10 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> I mean, how did he not see the signs? I know. I mean, as, an, as a noted anti-Janette individual, I think Jamie and Jeanette deserve each other they both I mean, they're both reaching for some. I don't really know what Jamie is reaching for with Jeanette. I think Jamie maybe is like tr- he was truly in love with Kate and maybe he is truly in love with Jeanette. I don't think he has. I don't think I he's smart like, enough to have ulterior motives.
1: I was going to say, I don't think he's smart enough to also like like it's just like, oh, woman here, woman,
0: make me feel good. Yeah, woman want to kiss. Yeah, he's kiss. like a lot like Greg. <laughs> And you know that Jeanette is always super complimentary of him. She's always like, oh, my God, you're so hot. You're so nice to me. And he's like, but I'm sorry. You smart, only hit right? me that and one. She's time. like, eh, yeah, you only hit me once, but I understand why you did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking for in a boyfriend. Cute. Addiction to alcohol only hits me once. I mean, these are small ass. Again, Jeanette is really more concerned than anything else with her image. And yeah. Jamie is like a classically good looking Midwestern kind boy. She just wants a cute boy in the background of her photo op.
1: But that's why I think they're going to break up because yeah. that's like it. And she's a status status climber.
0: Yeah, she. the thing is right now, Jamie is the most desirable man she knows. It's going to change eventually. She's going to meet a much more desirable man. and She's like, I am not going to settle for this loser anymore. Exactly. So let's talk about
1: Real love, real true, and I'm talking
0: honest love. Ben and Vince, baby. I, I, you know, I go back and forth because I was like, Oh, I want more Ben and Vince on the show, but I actually think their storyline's not overall interesting and I think they got as much time as they needed. But I'm very happy that they got back together at the end of the show and I think they're yes. good for each other.
1: The one thing Jamie did right going to Ben and saying, Vince Fuller didn't do anything wrong, which yeah. gave me chills because I was like, Oh my god, obviously we'll get to like who Jeanette really is, but Jeanette kind of used Jamie to make that happen, mm-hmm. and that's kind of endearing. Like,
0: that's one positive of Jeanette's um masterminded control freak stuff is that she For, you know, for all of her other issues, she always did truly, truly care about Vince, Yeah. And care about his happiness. And Vince always truly cared about her. And you can say a lot of things about Jeanette Turner, but she's not a homophobe.
1: Uh, One of the things I loved about when so when Ben goes to Vince to apologize, did you notice in the background it was a while you were sleeping poster? I didn't. <laughs> I was like, damn, this moment is just like gushing with emotional, real love here.
0: I do think they are lucky to have found each other. I think they'll only help each other because I do think Vince was always kind of good at understanding the drama that was going on and being able to like see it from the outside. And And, I think he helps Ben to do that because Ben was kind of involved in the popular group. And so he kind of makes Ben see that there's more to life than being popular in high school.
1: Yeah, I was so proud of Vince when he said, I'm black and gay in Texas.
0: I know. He said, first of all, sorry that your arm got scraped or whatever happened in the car accident. Doesn't seem that detrimental. I understand, but he still has full use of that arm. Yeah, I'm like, I think you can still play football if that's what you want, but I don't think that's what you want. It's unclear what Ben really wants to. Yeah. Be the kicker. You don't
1: need to use your arm for that. (laughs) Yeah, you you could transition.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Ben and Vince really bring the best out of each other and they keep each other out of the drama of this small town. Because Ben's best friend, Jamie, we saw what that kind of relationship was like. So Mm. I do appreciate that Jamie did something for Ben by hooking him up with Vince again and making sure he's happy. But I think the next nicest thing Jamie can do for Ben is never speak to him again.
1: (laughs) He like thanks him like you brought us back together and I want to repay the favor by saying you're no longer welcome here.
0: Yeah. Jeanette someday is going to get the invite to Ben and Vince's wedding and Jamie's going to like see the pictures on Facebook and he's going to be like, hey, Ben, why didn't I get invited? And Ben's like, because you drove me drunk and injured me. Like, we're not friends,
1: Jamie. Just because you told me it's okay to be gay doesn't
0: resolve all the other. stuff." He's like, thanks for not being a homophobe, but I still hate you.
1: Thanks for being an ally, but. I'm still kind
0: of upset yeah <laughs> we, we still solve some issues here and i don't yeah. want to work through them now him. let's go to i mean the meat of the episode really is jeanette and kate and i what i loved about it is that this is really the first episode where we've seen the two of them have a prolonged conversation they yeah. had a couple conversations in the first episode and then there was the one scene where kate wallace yelled at jeanette in the car but that's not really a conversation but this was like a full conversation where they just talked to each other about what they knew.
1: And what, oh, the whole thing that instigated it was just the evidence in court. Mm-hmm,
0: which is that the online transcript came out. And so Kate realized that Jeanette knew that she went to Martin's willingly. So I think Kate felt this kind of need to explain herself about, like, that she still was like, yes, maybe I wasn't totally honest in the way my kidnapping happened, but I still saw you and I want to explain it to you, not in court. I want us to have this conversation because one of us is lying and we both know it. Yeah,
1: that whole thing I felt was very bizarre. Like, I think the only thing that motivated her to talk to her was the $11 million on the line.
0: Because sure. it was like,
1: now you might prove me guilty. I'm absolutely convinced you were there.
0: I mean, Jeanette but- says as much that she's like, now that you think you're going to lose is when you talk to me. Yeah. And I mean, also, I think the point of this scene was really the poetic end of the show is to have these two talk it out. Just each other, our two main girls finally seeing them hanging out. Yeah, it was very cathartic. it was very, it was very plot motivated. I still think it worked because that's what we want to see. We want to see these characters work it out. Well, we want to see the truth come out, and I think the best way to see the truth come out is to see these characters work it out in Martin Harris's house rather than in the gray, gray, gray courtroom. Well, that's why I'm trying to say. I don't. I think okay,
1: Miss Team Kate. This kind of shows the flaw of Kate, though. Like, okay, go I'm on. Stubborn. I've created a narrative. I want to follow this lie. So they're both living very big lies. Not that Kate wasn't groomed or manipulated into yeah. being the position she was in. But by but lying she was about actively that,
0: lying about the kidnapping.
1: Yeah. And then that kind of adds this whole layer of not only did she sort of lie about the she did lie about the kidnapping, but then To implicate somebody
0: who you saw in the dark of night? Like, okay, but may I counter with one the lie about the kidnapping? Her plan was not to get involved in a lawsuit with that. Merton was dead. She knew that she wasn't going to deal with that. So I think she didn't want to keep that lie going, but because Jeanette sued her, what else can she do? She's on record saying that. Two, Kate saying she saw Jeanette, she was following a very logical line of thought from what she saw the rest of that night. Again, yes, it was in the dark. Yes, it was a little unclear, but given the fact that she saw Jeanette in the house, Jeanette dropped the necklace that she knew was Jeanette. And then she saw a girl ride off on a bike that she had seen Jeanette on. Are you telling me she could have ever guessed that someone else was there at that exact time? Okay,
1: so she guessed wrong, but (laughs) even before she looked out the window, she turned off the lights, which, as a known peeping Tom, and I'm talking about myself, (laughs) I know to turn off the lights before I look out my window to spy on other people. Like, who's to say – I mean, Mallory's like, I did see you because she saw her on the phone previously. But overall, it's like you – even when you say you saw her and she supposedly saw you, you were still in the dark, so she wouldn't have saw anything. Yeah. And much like Mallory's narration of it, that's the same narration I would have had. So, like, the whole thing is really convoluted. And when you figure out the the truth of the matter, it just shows you how convoluted what Kate says is. And- <laughs> what's really being hidden and it's fucked up in
0: this yeah well I mean I think that yes Kate made some some assumptions about based on her logic but I think her logic knowing what she knew is sound I think she truly did believe that Jeanette saw her and I think that maybe it's not the most sound logic in the world but I think given what she knew and what she thought, I think that was a fair conclusion to jump to.
1: And I I would even say that's fair, but like outing her on TV like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is why that no one should pretty... have let her go on that show. She that's should not have should outed let... her on TV. She should if have I... outed her to the cops.
1: You should lock up teenage
0: daughters. Yes. Well, but the, I mean, and that's the problem of, that's Joy's issue. That's the problem of the 90s that no therapist today would let her do that. I mean, of course, she just got back from being kidnapped. She's going to be volatile on TV. So, yes, I agree. She should not have blamed Jeanette live on TV. But also, not to be a lawyer, but <laughs> at the beginning of the court scene, defamation is knowingly spreading false information. Yeah, Kate did not knowingly spread false information. Well, that's the argument I would make as a lawyer. The chat says, okay, all Woods, and absolutely, I should go to Harvard.
1: OK, so the chat was a great piece of evidence because it shows that she's not a reliable witness.
0: Sure. Illegally obtained, but fine. And
1: <laughs> and it seems like she wasn't sure of a lot of things, like even who the hell Annabelle was, which well, exactly let me tell you worst letdown of all time. Yeah,
0: we'll Might as there. well
1: brought in the third personality <laughs>
0: thing. Might as well um, have been a Barbie doll, um, but. <laughs> But that's my point is that even if you make the case then that she's an unreliable narrator, even it's an even bigger example that she couldn't have knowingly spread false information.
1: Oh, I see. Like she's off by like.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, well, it's definitely like (laughs) not the way you want this trial to end. But if I'm her lawyer, that's the argument I'm making. Like maybe she did spread. Maybe she did spread false information, but she was traumatized. She couldn't have known. She didn't do it knowingly. She didn't defame her knowingly.
1: How funny was it that the lawyer was like we know it was your sister. Like how quick Yeah, it's like why are you telling was- me this? I know. And- how did you do research that fast? This is 1995. That guy is too old to understand how computers work. I know. Like he and- didn't find that out so quick?
0: Yeah, and Kate should have on the stand been like I don't recognize this transcript. Someone's pretending to be me. This is this is shocking. Yeah, which she easily probably could have done in 95 unless they but since take she didn't her computer and she didn't have time to prep. So, yeah, they don't have an IP address. I mean, we did talk about that previously, whether or not they
1: would, would bring be that into court. And I do think it shouldn't have.
0: I think maybe in 95, they didn't have like rules about online evidence yet. It was all a little bit more vague that like if you can obtain it, you can bring it in. Like, you wouldn't have to have a search warrant the same way you would for, like, What records? if it was, like, I was
1: going to say, like, what if it's a tapped phone call? Like, when you you still have to have a warrant for a yeah. tapped phone so, call, that's the whole series of The Wire.
0: Exactly. But again, well, I didn't watch The Wire. Um, it's so good. <laughs> but again, I mean, it's a TV show, so we can't get hung up on too much legal right, right, dragon. Because right, right. otherwise but, that
1: lawyer would have never found out it was his sister so quick.
0: Yeah, exactly. I do, I mean, I do think that, evidence was illegally obtained and probably wouldn't have been admissible in court, but I get for the purpose of the show, that's the quickest way to move everything along. Right, right, right. Okay. I understand. Okay. That. Um, I mean, yeah, but, I'll give you that. And at the end of the day, listen, it doesn't really matter because Jeanette, yeah, she didn't see Kate, but she sure did hear her as we see at the end. So even though Kate's hey, logic is the most Hey, we are not sound, there yet. Okay. I'm just saying even though Kate's logic isn't the most sound, she ended up being right. Um, <laughs> should we play Would You Rather? We should. So we're playing a Jeanette and Kate Would You Rather. In the chat, feel free to play along. Basically, you just pick Jeanette or Kate. Now, obviously, I imagine I'm going to pick Kate from any of these. Bridget, I imagine you're going to pick Jeanette. But we've played this game before, and the answers always surprise us. So
1: okay, Now, when we disagree, should we do a drink?
0: Oh, yeah. When we disagree, we'll drink. And then we'll explain our reasoning. Okay. Who would you rather fuck? This is honestly easy. It is easy. I think it's. I think it's Jeanette. I was going to say Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, bitch. What's your reasoning for Kate?
1: She's hotter. Agree. She's been with someone more experienced.
0: Agree. I think that's a great point.
1: She's fluid in her sexual identity. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are my top three that are coming to
0: mind right now. Why would you pick Jeanette? First of all, crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) hey, Kate has her own trauma now. Well, and but that's and but here's my other point is that Kate's clearly got some trauma with sex. Yeah, I do. The chat is saying, and I agree, Jeanette would either be really, really good or really bad. Yeah. But I think there's a level of trauma that Kate has that I think could be hard to work through. And so if I'm just fucking her, I don't want to work through everybody's trauma. Yeah. But okay, that's going to be able to push her trauma down.
1: Let's say you have great sex with both of them. Okay. Who do you think is going to be like, more baggage and like calling you all the time and then developing some codependency.
0: I think Kate, I think Jeanette will Jeanette's never call me again. Jeanette's
1: going to show up to your house with a boombox and be like, we're not done
0: fucking. Maybe. I think Jeanette would be like,
1: I don't have time to get involved with anybody. My life's too rough. That's what Kate would do. And
0: I'd be like, okay, respect. I guess. Thanks I think for the there's an no argument for both. I think there's an argument for both. Okay, who would you rather marry? This one is super, super easy for me. Yeah, I don't think I want to marry either. But you have to marry one, though. Okay. I'm marrying Kate. Kate, yeah. She just has more empathy than Jeanette she has does. that
1: family money.
0: And I don't want Greg to be my father-in-law.
1: Oh God, can That's you imagine? Reason. Like, at least you can drink with joy
0: yeah i do think i would like i think you know not for nothing i think i would be very good at like healing the relationship between kate and joy
1: it's okay everyone's mom's like that
0: i'd be like oh my god have another one sweetie yeah like let's all let's open another bottle of wine and unpack this (laughs) (laughs) happy new year everyone okay who would you rather kill this one's easy for me oh This one's harder for me. You can also I think if let's say you can kill and you can pick how you kill them, too. So it can be very passive or very active. You Mm. have to kill one. Obviously, I'm killing Jeanette. I know. I don't know.
1: It's hard for me to pick one to kill. Talk me through your thought
0: process. I mean, look, maybe. Yeah, if I talk it out, I don't want to kill either of them. I really would rather kill Martin Harris. Yeah. But if I have to pick one of them, here's the thing. I just feel like in the world as a whole. Jeanette is going to cause more trouble than Kate will to society. You hear me?
1: Yeah, she does have a little bit of like some Casey Anthony energy. Yeah. So that she
0: will kill again. I mean, she hasn't killed, but she will. Crimes escalate. We've but, all but seen. But now on she's lines.
1: feeling like what well, she's she feeling like she get can get away, away with. with
0: anything. Yeah,
1: I mean, we'll we'll break down Jeanette, but it is like a uh, if I do something good, then I'm allowed to do something bad. And she lives kind of like yes, in this dual Transactional, yeah. Like what was that? H that Showtime show Dexter. She's a little bit of a Dexter.
0: I didn't watch Dexter, but I believe you.
1: Oh, that's the whole theme of the show.
0: Great. Oh, yeah, because he kills a uh, good, I mean, evil people.
1: Yeah. OK. Would you rather orchestrate a heist with Kate or Jeanette?
0: This one's easy for me. It's Kate. Okay. I would say Jeanette. I knew you would, but here's the thing. Well, let's drink because you disagree. Jeanette seems like the right call because she's broken into many houses before. But here's the thing. Jeanette is a wild card. She will abandon you and she will go off on her own. She She's loyal. No, she's not. Who's she loyal to? She only
1: abandoned Mallory. And that's because Mallory was
0: she just because she wasn't just because she didn't like exile Vince for being gay doesn't mean she didn't abandon him. She's not like talking to him every day. I think think in a heist situation, Jeanette will go off script to get her jollies off. No, Kate will be like, we're doing exactly what we got to do. And we'll get out of here.
1: No, here's the other thing. If you do a heist with Jeanette, she she loves being the center of the attention so much. Exactly. She would tell you, you get out of here because I'm going to be on the nine o'clock news. No, like, oh, yeah, it. And then she'll go on the nine o'clock news and tell everybody why she's innocent from the heist. She would go on the nine o'clock news.
0: This is the thing. She would weigh her options. It could go either way. She'd either be like, oh, you leave because I want to be on the news. Or if it became clear that she wasn't going to be on the news and she was just going to go to jail, she'd leave you. I don't know She's we all out for herself. If it's positive for her, she'll stay. if it's not for her, she'll leave. It's unpredictable. Whereas Kate. will go down with you or run away with you, but she will not leave you stranded somewhere.
1: OK, agree to
0: disagree, agree to disagree indeed. OK, here's um, oh, here's an interesting one. Who would you rather have set you up on a blind date? This one's easy for me too. This one's kind of hard. I'm trying to think
1: who. Cause I'm gonna be honest. Oh I'm gonna be honest with you. Neither one of them are very
0: considerate people. But maybe so. But here's a real here's a real quick answer. Why? Here's my logic. Kate knows more people. She's more popular. Oh yeah, they'll go Kate. That's good. Yeah, That's good. There's just more options. Yeah. Because I don't think either of them would pick a particularly good match, but my odds are better with Kate because yes. she knows how to drive. Yes. Guys. yes. Abs- that's true. That's true. It's a it's a it's a little logic jump. You gotta it's think a
1: good, it's a good social status. Yes.
0: Who would you rather have as a bridesmaid? Kate. Yeah, Kate. More money. More she's like not
1: going to be wearing an ugly wig.
0: Yeah, she's not going to cut all her hair off dramatically. ruin my whole pictures.
1: She knows how to behave when it's time to behave. hmm. Right. Who would you rather build IKEA furniture with?
0: This one's a tough one, actually. Yeah, I I think I know. I think I'm going to say Jeanette. Yeah, I was say Jeanette too. Why are you saying Jeanette?
1: OK, so there is a chance that Jeanette. Will fuck it up and then tell you it's Ikea's fault. However, yeah. she's a little bit um, like built for building furniture, like she yeah. has that attitude of like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it right. Yeah. And Kate, I think she would just give up right away. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I also Furniture's think she's not going to get built at all. Yeah, Jeanette has a deep rage that I think would aid furniture building. Yeah, <laughs> I like, you can use the hammer. She'd be like, I- that's exactly what I want to do.
1: I was going to do that anyway.
0: Yeah, she'd be like, I want <laughs> She's like, I already have the hammer in my hand, queen. She's like, I have she-, two she was actually holding it behind her back. Like, yeah, oh, she's about to hit me with it. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, oh, I was like, we're going to hit me with that. And she's like, only if you said I couldn't use it. I'd be like, OK. <laughs> okay okay cool gonna, um i'll go get a drink you keep building <laughs> okay who would you rather oh who would you rather see a movie with oh this one's a little tricky and i think also i know who, i know who though i know who too okay you say okay what's yours jeanette i say kate okay
1: Do you want to know why i didn't say kate i do because we watched her watch a movie and she started crying and while it's very validated,
0: <laughs> okay, that's a good crying.
1: point. <laughs> the movie!
0: You want to know why I picked Kate? Cause she's wow. rich, so she'll buy me snacks. Oh, she'll bring the the treats. She's like, get whatever you want. It's like my mom's gonna be like three hot dogs. My mom gave her gave me her Amex because she still feels bad. So you can, this is a, you can see exactly what we value in a movie-going experience. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what you're doing next to me. You can cry the whole movie. I've got hot dogs. I'm like, if you fucking cry once, I'm out. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many nachos you have. I'm carrying my nachos out the door. <laughs> Fuck this. Okay, here's a question. I think you could go either way on this. Who would you rather rear-end with your car? Like, I'm rear-ending into them. Yeah, we can do. We can actually do both. Like, who? Like, if they rear end you, or if you rear end them? Oh, okay. We can do one of each. Okay, so who would you rather rear end with your car? So you rear end them? Okay, Kate. I think so too. Because yeah. I don't. I think she'll be like, "Oh, whatever, it's my mom's car." Like,
1: it. She'll, she'll, she, she'll still be a bitch.
0: But like, there's
1: insurance. Yeah, she's not going to
0: be as worried about it because she's got enough money. She. Yeah. She'll probably, depending on the mood she's in she will be like to you for defamation. Yeah, Jeanette's <laughs> gonna be like, my car was eleven million dollars. <laughs> you bitch. And by the same token, who would you rather have rear end you? Kate. Kate. Yeah, because I could be like, oh yeah, you're paying for this, bitch. And she probably <laughs> be like, I understand. That's fair. That's fair. We got money. Like we have money. <laughs> Dad, I Dad did it. It's my fault. It. Yeah. Yeah. Those are both those answers. Do you have any other? I, I think that's all a good would you rather question. Oh,
1: let's. Okay, there's one more. Okay, oh, let's good. do who would you rather call to get out of jail?
0: Okay, this is multi layered because yes, as the different years go on, each of them have different relationships with the police. But I think there's a big reason why the one I'm picking is the one I'm picking. And I think it trumps all of that stuff. Do you know okay. who you're picking? Yes, and I'm I kind of on the same... I'm sure you were picking her for the same reason. I'm picking Kate. Yeah, because she can money. afford the bail. Yeah, she, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes like, it does just come down to money. Because, And I mean, there's a level of it that's like, in like 1995, I don't want the cops thinking I'm friends with Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a social pariah.
1: I keep saying that bitch. I should drink every time I say that. I
0: know. Um, yes,
1: and Jeanette is can be very loyal, but she just doesn't have the bailout money. And Greg is not
0: going to help shell anything out. And bail doesn't get paid with tears. Sorry. And again, I think like if this is the same thing we were talking about, about orchestrating a heist, I think if I called if I was in jail and I called Jeanette and then she got a call from Jamie, she would go to Jamie first. I Um, think she would abandon me. I think Kate has nothing better to do. I don't think that's true, because I think Jeanette likes
1: feeling special. And I think that comes out. Oh, yeah, she likes feeling like a hero.
0: Yeah, that definitely comes out in this. Yeah, she wants to be like she wants to have the attention on her. And a good way to get attention is to bail out someone. Yeah, because then they will be obsessed with you. But that's Would You Rather. I stay team Kate, but Jeanette has her purposes. She's good for some things. Here's something I want to ask you. Yeah. Eleven million dollars. You think that's a fair price for the defamation that Jeanette was put through? Okay, here's my question to you. Okay. I would love to hear What it.
1: doesn't like a lawyer assess that value? You don't, I don't just know. go to a lawyer and say, like, I should have eleven million dollars. That number comes from what your lawyer thinks they can.
0: Yeah, out of them. And it's oh, always okay. higher.
1: It's always a higher number than what you
0: would actually get. Sure. But I think in that, most cases. So the question I'm really asking, because the point is. They basically say that the 11 million dollars is like payment for opportunities that would be lost over the course of her life because of this definition uh,
1: already. Prob- like they're probably also saying. They're probably also including lost opportunities prior. Yeah. So you're also like high school,
0: et cetera. Yeah. So, you know so can't go you're including
1: whatever she would have paid for high school, whatever she would have paid for college. You're including having an after-school job. Like there's probably so you, a lot so, that goes into that assessment.
0: So you think $11 million is a fair price? It seems high, even with all that in mind. In and it seems high
1: for a 95. So I yeah. feel like that's just like a, a writer's. Oopsie, like we or like we want our viewers to care about the amount of money because in 95, it'd probably be like one or two million dollars. Well, there's a there's a line
0: in the beginning where they're both pulling up to the courthouse and one of the reporters is like, Jeanette, don't you think 11, um, 11 million dollars is a little steep? Those
1: reporters. They people don't talk about how great those reporters are in rural Texas to show up to this court case and asking these provocative questions. Well, I think
0: again, I think we're meant to believe in the world of the show. This was national news. I think they're coming from all over. That's CNN. That's true, too. That's CNN, baby. (laughs) Yeah, CNN said we got to get in there. I don't know who was on the news then because I was famously a baby. But, you know,
1: I look, I don't know who was on the news. then.
0: That's true. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Annabelle, Annabelle, as it turns out, is the gun. And I can't believe we didn't see this coming.
1: I can believe it because we thought this show
0: was way more elevated. Well, I think this was a good move because everyone was looking for something really crazy. And I think because of that, it is elevated by picking something. That no one would have guessed by picking something so simple. I think that was the best choice they could have made.
1: That would even be fine if. Okay, so all season they play with like how vulnerable Kate's memory is. Mm -hmm. And it's like she murdered the motherfucker, which when I saw the blood on the carpet, that was my first thought. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, I was like, oh she, she killed him. She killed him. And we're going to walk through the trauma of how she killed him. Yeah. And then they were like, and Anna, Annabelle's a gun. It was like, this is in that moment. I was like, this is a trash show. <laughs> my visceral reaction because they personified it so much. And even, oh, God even when she was at that camp trip, remember when she called herself Annabelle in the allegory of a girl who disappears? So in that moment, when she calls herself Annabelle, she is calling herself the gun, which is calling herself the murderer. So like that scene is now even more epic because that was the tell all along, which is why I do think the audience why Reddit was so like, oh, it's got to be another, it's a multiple personality thing.
0: Yes. And then it was just
1: like, no, I just don't want to acknowledge I murdered my lover.
0: Yeah, I think it's, well, I think it's a great way. I just think, because at first I was like, the gun. And then once I thought about it more, I was like, you know, I think this is a really great way to kind of do a twist in a different way. Because we're all looking for all these crazy clues about random girls, everyone knew. And so I think it subverts the audience's expectations in a really smart way. And it highlights Martin Harris's deep subconscious hatred of women and how women can, and how women inflict damage on the men in their lives by saying like, she took my father's life. No, your dad took his own life, dude. The gun is a gun.
1: I still feel like, Never was it conveyed in the slightest that she might have been the murderer except for in the one scene Mm -hmm. where she's on the gun trip. So it just felt a little like... I mean, how much can you read into that? I don't know. I mean... We could have been more creative or... Well, I think
0: it's also very like much, who takes
1: their kid on a gun trip, knowing that she used a gun to murder a man.
0: Like that's I don't there's think layers to it. That I'm not sure up. the family knew that. I that's think they what, did. I don't think they did. I think that Kate didn't tell anyone if we're meant to believe that she didn't have the memory. I don't think she knew. And so the police then going and saying it was a shootout with police she would automatically believe that her family would believe that. I don't think her family knew she killed him.
1: So that was like a mistake of the press, which happens all the time with murder cases. Sure. Like the press just misreports something and then everybody's like, this is what happened. I think her parents would have known because cops would have been like, yeah, we found her in the basement and she clearly shot this guy. I think they said the the cops lied, though. I thought they were like, that's what was reported is what they said. Oh,
0: maybe. And I'm not sure that Jeanette's knew. like,
1: oh. Like, oh, I had no idea because it was reported that way. And then Kate's like, yeah. And I think that's why I internalized that. And my my therapist says that's normal, which is also like.
0: But that's the thing is that if it was known that she killed him by the parents or otherwise, the therapist, you know, maybe she wouldn't have told her outright. But the therapist wouldn't have been like, who's Annabelle? Let's work toward getting that memory back. The therapist would have been like, okay. Like, she she would have handled it differently if, every, if at least the therapist and the parents would know. And I don't think they did.
1: I think they did. I think the reason the therapist wasn't like, Annabelle was a gun, wasn't it? Was because she was working with Kate and probably why Kate was in therapy. I mean, aside from... Kate was in therapy because she had been kidnapped. I think a large part of it was like, you murdered a man. So we kind of have to like send you to a doctor. Sure. And probably under the advice of the therapist. It was like the parents not didn't a- tell her. Yeah. Or they probably told her, but it was like, she's not acknowledging it. And we don't know what to do. And the there And was then like, the therapist was like, don't bring gets- it up. She'll yeah, come to she- it in
0: her own time. Yes. Yes. I don't know. But I also think, and so even if the parents did know, I think taking her on the hunting trip—it's a very big. Like hunting is a very big thing in the South, and it's not personalized the way that we personalize it as people who don't go hunting. So I think probably even if they did know, they're like, "Well, it's hunting. It's not murder."
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're putting it the plates, not the people.
0: Yeah, it's like this won't bother her. (laughs) And then she said, "Annabelle," and they're like, "Oh, fuck, great." She's really a downer on this trip. We just, just shoot can't talk about how shut she up. murdered a
1: guy, but we can give her a gun to shoot. Why not?
0: It's oh, it's stupid. Also,
1: knowing how crazy Joy is, there is a good chance Joy did was like, okay, I'm taking you on this trip to shoot a gun because then maybe you will. It is a healing? Yeah, you'll acknowledge what you. You'll finally acknowledge what you did. Like, well, I think there's also shooting a gun. You'll remember.
0: I think joy is the type of person who wants the family as much as possible to return to normal. And I yeah. think she's like, look, we're not going to move past this if, if Kate doesn't come on the hunting trip. So I think, I think there's that part of it too. Yeah. Either way. Anyway, Annabelle's a, the gun
1: pointing, but Annabelle's got a any... gun.
0: <laughs> I liked crazy. it. I thought it was good. I think it really, I think it tells us a lot about Merton and how, subconscious of his hatred of women is and I think it's good we see that at the very end. I think it also
1: informs season two right? Like if we know that the villain or the mysterious character can be an inanimate object then that informs season two where it's like okay we got to open it up beyond just thinking directly what people do and thinking about what else could be involved in this matter?
0: It and opens whatever, up the mystery. And what
1: else is being withheld?
0: Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk Kate and Mallory. First of all, kiss at the end. Amazing. Love it for them.
1: I gotta say, you did a great job with the snow globe. It wasn't exactly what you said, but it was like, we went in the house, Mallory found out, and she was like, take the fucking
0: snow globe, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a pretty good prediction of me. Go me. Snow globe queen. Also at that point, because we find
1: out Mallory, yes, did see Kate in the house. I had this realization that everyone in the show at some point betrays Kate.
0: Yeah. I so it was so very hard justified
1: in hating everyone.
0: It was so hard to watch that because, as we know, Twitter hates Mallory. And I was like, God, now Twitter they're really going to turn against Mallory. Yeah. And I read an interview with the showrunner where they were basically the, whoever was interviewing her, I don't remember what publication, was like, So Kate forgives Mallory for something that she really hated Jeanette for. So what's the difference there? And the showrunner's like, Well, there's a different relationship there. Is that when you are friends with someone and, you know, they care about you, you're willing to understand things on a different level than someone you don't know or care about. Yeah, and I think that's the heart of it. And I do think as someone who, you know, obviously, I got Mallory on the quiz. I'm a Mallory apologist. I think that now you have to be. I know. But as I watched the episode, I do think that Mallory's point was correct in that. What she thought she saw was a girlfriend of Martin's. And she didn't know Kate that well. And by the time she realized it was Kate, she was already free and she was becoming friends with Kate. And there really is no point at that point in saying anything.
1: But she did do a news interview where she said
0: Jeanette's guilty and a piece of shit. Well, that's. Mallory's own deep-seated issues I I do think I do think at a certain point I mean I do think had their lives ran their course and the defamation trial weren't a thing I do think at some point in their life Mallory would have told Kate I do think eventually she would have I
1: don't know she might have choked on it that scene where she was in the truck crying her eyes out because she knew oh yeah her
0: secret and Kate's like
1: let's just let's just Dance. Dance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think eventually once Kate had worked through more in therapy, I do think eventually Mallory would have told her, but it just came out earlier because of the defamation trial. But I do think that Mallory had a good justification and she had it at a time when Kate was willing to hear it and willing to forgive for it, which is just different than the situation with Jeanette. She was not willing to forgive Jeanette when she made her own conclusions. I think it was just a matter of good timing, a more well-rounded relationship, and that's why it all worked out.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is... I mean, Mallory's not without her own motive, which is like, I'm in love with Kate
0: Wallace. Well, yeah, I mean, Mallory is like the poster child for Jeanette versus Kate because she was really good friends with Jeanette, and then she switched to Team Kate the right team to be on by the way which still still really bothers me
1: like Mallory isn't without and oh yeah if it, it's Mallory was a bitch. Mallory yes. was a bitch the whole season. She was like a bossy bitch who bullied her friend who yes her friend did end up kind of being a little bit bananas as we'll get to. But it's like Mallory is also flawed which is good because then it's like a well-rounded character mm-hmm. but it's also like there's a little bit of her everyone's a little bit of a creep
0: yes I don't but I don't think that Mallory thinks she's without fault. I think her issues with Jeanette that then manifested the way they did I think it was unfortunate like, they're teenagers and they're dealing with all of this in real time. I think, I think Mallory's actions will not always justified or understandable.
1: Also, I got to say Mallory's reaction. So Kate makes this announcement on the news or like outside the courthouse. Yeah. Like, I'm dro- we're dropping a lawsuit. I want to apologize. Didn't Jeanette didn't see me. Mallory's reaction to all of this is to start packing all of her
0: shit into a single suitcase and to get out of town. Well, because I do was pretty funny. Well, yeah, because Mallory knew that if Kate knew that Jeanette didn't see her, that Jeanette told her that Mallory saw her. And that's the thing is Mallory having the snow globe then was a power move for her because Jeanette could have thrown Mallory under the bus as easily as Mallory could have thrown Jeanette under the bus. And the snow globe was really her only. Bargaining chip. Yeah, they kiss again. I don't know. As far as this couple goes, I think they're a good couple for each other right now. I think they will be friends for life. I'm not sure they will be a couple for life. So let's talk about Jeanette. It's time to talk. Let me let me tell you. I went on Twitter after I watched the finale. Oh, did you? I forgot to do it. People on Twitter were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we believed Jeanette all this time!" And I said, "Not me, bitch. I've been Team I, Kate since episode one. I've never been fully
1: Team Kate, but I've also said, I think, for most of the episodes since the beginning, that I also think somehow Jeanette is guilty. Sure, I don't know if I still am not sure if I hold it against her. Not." I mean, it's super fucked up that you'd hear like, oh, this girl has been missing. It's in a basement and you don't do anything. But I also, like we've talked about before, the morals of being in your teens and doing something you're not supposed to be doing really clouds your judgment of when you are put in a position like no one would have really been mad at Jeanette and she said, oh, guess what? Kate's in Mr. Harris's basement. And I know that because I snuck in. She would have gotten off okay. But I think in that moment, it was just too complicated for a 16
0: year old. You are such a genetic apologist. She smiled. She knew exactly what she was doing. She w- didn't not report it because it would be complicated. She liked that Kate was in the basement. She could have anonymously tipped. Caller ID didn't exist. She could have said she was walking by and she saw movement in the basement. There's a million excuses. It wasn't that complicated. She smiled at the door. She did it on purpose. Here's my other question, though. How were the cops honing in on Mr. Harris? And you know what? This is exactly what people on Twitter said. Everyone's like, I know we saw that twist at the end. But how else did the cops find Mr. Harris? I bet Jeanette anonymously called the cops. And that's why. No, the fuck she didn't. We would have seen it. You know why the cops-
1: zoned? No, we didn't see that fucking gun till we had to see the gun.
0: But the season's over. There's nothing left to be revealed. I, Who knows? No, she did not call the cops. You know why the cops zoned in on Mr. Harris? Because every time they came up to him, he put his hands up. They're like, he might be doing something. No, they found him on their and, own.
1: And his other school probably He was being caught up being with antsy. him. He
0: was being antsy. He was being scared. He was probably reported for suspicious behavior. They found him on their own. Jeanette willingly left Kate in the basement. She knew exactly what she was doing. And if you think otherwise, you're a Jeanette apologist. I mean,
1: to be fair, or what to also add on to what you are saying, anytime he talked about his past, he was very shady, no matter yes. who he's talking to. So, like, it was very clear. Maybe he this is the first time he successfully kidnapped someone Mm
0: -hmm. It's
1: very clear. He has a past where he's done some not good things. And I'm guessing a lot of it has to do with pedophilia.
0: He definitely has a type and has groomed young women before, probably to varying degrees of success. I do maintain that. I think Kate is the first girl he kidnapped. But again, I think that eventually people looked into authority figures in the community I think the cops could have gotten there without an anonymous tip. So I think if Jeanette called in an anonymous tip, we would see it on screen. Cops are stupid. I understand that. But in the world of this show, if Jeanette had called in a tip, we would have seen it on screen. This is a show that at the very end, they said we are answering every question. So if that's an unanswered question, it's answered. You don't want to hear the answer. The answer is Jeanette didn't. It wasn't
1: the cops that first off. I'm going to tell you right now, it was not the cops that found out. Oh,
0: that yeah. it was Mr. Harris.
1: Someone did call in, but it was probably not a character that we knew or was relevant to telling this story.
0: It was probably a neighbor. I mean, somehow the cops were told, I agree. Or somehow the cops were led in that direction. And probably from past schools he worked with. Yeah, maybe four. the girl who tutored him was like, hey, the guy who's your assistant principal at your school He was kind of creepy to me. You might want to check him out. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of people who want to believe that they were right in being team Jeanette all this time because they sympathized with her. And guess what? You were wrong. She didn't call an anonymous tip. She heard Kate and she walked away. And to be fair to Jeanette, she didn't lie. She said, I didn't see you.
1: And it's also that some of the creepier scenes still like have a creepier resonation now that we know the answer. So, like, when she said, oh, where'd they find her body?
0: Oh, yeah, when she was like, oh, is she dead?
1: Then, the remember when she was drinking her dad's bourbon? She's watching the crime drama, and on the show, she is repeating back what the lines were on the show, which is like, I'm innocent. I couldn't have done it. Oh, yeah. So it's like a huge payoff because that scene... And the body dumping scene were our admissions of guilt. So we knew in some way, mm-hmm. that's why I was never completely Team Jeanette because it was like, yeah, those are weird scenes to include if she wasn't somehow somewhat guilty. Somewhat guilty. So that's kind of like the, the give or the, the hint, the wink, the nod.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think those scenes now have like a larger meaning or um, feeling behind them once it's revealed that's like, oh yeah
0: that bitch just left a girl in the basement. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think, I mean, we learn a lot about Jeanette's motivations in this episode too, because yeah. really what she wants is to be famous. And she wants to be like, you know, popular famous, but the infamy she was experiencing wasn't so awful to her because it allowed this opportunity for like redemption. And that was what really... That was what she wanted. I mean, she says to Kate, like, I just wanted to be in the sun. Whatever. Mm boohoo." But then when she goes on the Marisha Bailey show, she wears Kate's exact outfit, uses Kate's exact words. But instead of saying rotten hell, Jeanette Turner, she says, I forgive you, Kate Wallace. Clearly, what she wants is to be famous and to get away with whatever she can get away with. She wants to see how far her charm can get her.
1: As someone who's not getting any sort of uh, mental health help, I can't be upset with her. I can. I feel like her parents should have taken her to therapy. She she probably has borderline. Whatever's wrong with her, she's at an age now that's not always easy to diagnose because...
0: And it's 1995, so it's not like people were diagnosing yeah. things the way they were. I mean, she isn't... In many ways, a victim of her time, but yeah. unfortunately, you don't get to blame whatever mental illness you have for your actions. I think it, you do. I you think- can say it's a contributing factor, but you can't say like, "Well, there's nothing I could have done." Yeah, I left her in the basement. You I that think- can be a contributing factor, and you can say that, but it is not. You're not like absolved of guilt
1: because not of it. absolved of guilt, and but you can't. Force someone to feel guilt who has no access to it, and I think it's just a really great lesson. That's why we all need to to pressure our local governments into putting more money into social services instead of cops. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, it's I definitely agree cops. with that. I no, I absolutely agree with that. But at the end of the day, Jeanette did. Jeanette did what she did, and.
1: That's not even, like, a huge crime, per se. She's Look, a minor in, like, a very complicated situation. But she is going to turn into a definitely a serial killer.
0: Right? Yeah. In Jeanette's mind, in that moment, she was life or death to Kate Wallace. And she chose to kill Kate Wallace. Or to let Kate Wallace be killed. So... I, there's no way in my mind and we can talk about the future of these characters in a second is she she escalates to killing people no way she doesn't
1: okay so we talked about how we didn't feel like there really was room for like a season two unless it was an anthology and then of course as soon as we spoke that out loud we manifested something seeing how they did end the series you could jump ahead to say like 1999, 2000, and 2001 and do another
0: mystery among these characters.
1: Or even like, like, did you, have you watched the show You?
0: Yes, of course I have.
1: And so like, that's another show where after the first season, I was like, how are you going to do a second season? Oh, we're just going to put them in a different city. Mm -hmm. I (laughs) do. I I think Jeanette Turner.
0: I do think that. I think it could go either way. I think because what the showrunner said is that they haven't decided if it's going to be these characters or an anthology. They're still like in the development process of that. But what they know they want to keep up with is a mystery that addresses like some big topic. So obviously the big topic of this season was grooming. And I think you can do that with these characters. and I think you can do it in an anthology. And I think it just becomes, who do you want to follow? And I think it relies a lot on the audience. Because do Uh, I want to see another Jeanette Turner story? No, I want to see another Kate Wallace story. So it's going to become like, what does the audience want to see? Is it split enough that we should just start new characters and have the same actors? I think it's going to be very much audience dependent.
1: I was going to say, if you're going to do like these big, broad topics, like grooming, I don't want to see Jeanette Turner reenact or reenact. Jed Turner be part of another huge topic like that. Like if you're gonna do a season two, it's like, we're gonna follow Jeanette Turner and see how she wrecks her life. Cause like that would be my prediction for Jeanette Turner is that she dates Jamie for a while. She dumps him for a scam artist that she thinks is higher status. And she's in and out of rehab. She's doing a lot of like messed up things in her life at the same time, she's like donating and volunteering to social services and like local charities. And that's not the, that's not the show.
0: Yeah. So that's why it doesn't really work. And that's the other problem is that I think the most compelling characters to follow, if we follow Jeanette, we leave some of them behind. Because while Jeanette is not compelling to me, I understand she is compelling to other people. Well, she's compelling to me. I just don't like her. But if we follow Jeanette, who are we going to follow? Greg and Jamie?
1: Well, I guess we we would follow Jay- or Jamie. We'd follow Jeanette because the cliffhanger. So you know, like she's going to have more drama yeah. in her life. Although it would be fun, like in a American Horror Story fashion, another anthology TV show where you do have nods to. That world. So, like the murder house, for instance, is in multiple seasons, but it's not, oh, it's only the major focus really in one season. Mm -hmm. So, I do hope, like, let's say we do a different set of three years and a different topic, we still like
0: see Vince at the video store. Video store, or like, yeah, I'm kind of hoping that we do an anthology rather than follow these characters just because everything wrapped up so nicely i would like to see it i think i would like to see an anthology but i mean i'm gonna watch season two regardless yes
1: and the the idea that you're taking something controversial like grooming because there's definitely a group of americans who really think grooming is not a thing yeah i would love for them to do more things like that whether if it's some sort of racism adjacent feminism, well, and to adjacent. find this
0: like teen drama mystery genre and kind of get that deeper portrayal behind it, I think is a. Re- I think it has a lot of legs to go to a lot of different topics, because what I think is most successful about *Cruel Summer* as a whole is that never in the course of the show, uh, Kate and Merton viewed as like this romantic couple. It's always viewed in a disgusting way even at the end when it's this bit when she's killing him and it's an emotional scene where he's like no I love you you love me like we are meant we're supposed to be together you're never thinking that maybe that's right yeah the question is like is she going to kill him not oh does she actually think that you know right so I think that's what's successful about it and so I think something like I think that kind of aspect of it has legs to go to a lot of different places and I think it would be successful as an anthology series because of that and And I think the actors would be good to mix up a little bit you know when yes
1: and one of my favorite things about the way they're telling like the story of grooming reminds me of this story I heard of like a radio thing about how Part of the way that they try to end the Rwanda genocide. So what was encouraging the genocide was AM radio.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And basically it was like a Bill O'Reilly type on their radio on the AM saying this group of people are bad and we should kill them. And so that was sort of inciting this this huge mass murdering right mm-hmm. and so what they did at combat that is they developed a radio program that was like basically like a radio soap opera where it was like we're gonna do themes about accepting these people and what happens when we integrate with each other and I feel like that's kind of and maybe I'm like over ambitious here but I feel like that's kind of the same thing about Cruel Summer is like you're reaching an audience that normally watches like Melrose Place or the OC and mm-hmm. there's a certain level of this is just like juicy, goss, sex, soapy, soapy, someone's going to die, someone's going to come back to life.
0: Mystery, but, yeah.
1: But then adding that actual element of we're going to talk about a really hard topic. And we're going to also help you understand it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. In a not in a not very after school special way. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think it's got a lot of legs to go a lot of seasons doing that. And I think if we follow these same characters, we kind of lose that aspect of it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's what I and that's why Or we just see
0: these characters experiencing a lot of bullshit. And then it's just Degrassi.
1: Yeah. And that that's an issue. It'll get old. I felt like there's no way they could do a season two. But the anthology thing, I think they're on to something. I
0: think that's why they threw it out in the interview. They again, I think they're really wanting to see what the audience of this show wants to see from the show. And I that's what's gonna that's what's gonna inform a season two.
1: Yeah, I hope there's enough vocal people who are like,
0: Yeah. Let's do it. Anthology, this way. please. So let's talk, just to close us out, we're gonna talk about where we think all these characters are in 2021.
1: But we should start with the outside going in.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's start with uh, Renee and Tenille. They live in Skyland and they're on the PTA.
1: Oh, 100%. Do you think
0: Tenille knows that her father is not her birth father in 2021?
1: Until yeah. she does 23 me, And then she'll be angry with her mother, but she'll probably also never talk about it.
0: Well, yeah, she'll be an adult by then. And she'll be like, well, I mean, this is my life, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to do about it now. Okay, let's talk... Ben and Vince, they're still together. Endgame. In 2021, I think. Or if they're not together, I think they are still friends and they're friends with each other as partners. They are still in each other's lives. They live in like either LA, New York, or Palm Springs.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: They have a very well-rounded gay community in 2021.
1: they're, They're probably in Austin.
0: Ooh, yeah. They
1: probably moved to Austin. We want them to be a forever couple, but in reality. They but they're go definitely in their, each other's
0: lives. They're very good friends. They go to
1: gay pride one year. And it's just as a catalyst for let's open it up, which is the catalyst to.
0: This I met someone I like anymore. more. Yeah. But they're still in each other's lives. They still go over for dinner at least once a week.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Like Ben is the godfather of Vince's kids. Absolutely yes
0: absolutely okay let's go to well martin harris is dead <laughs> um Rest what's in, in hell <laughs> yeah so martin harris is in hell um what about joy and Rod? do you think they're divorced
1: no they're, i don't think so either
0: they're forever yeah
1: and i they think the whole house by now yeah
0: and they've got a fine life. Kate comes over for holidays. Everyone's happy-ish, but there's still that darkness in their relationship.
1: They work through the whole um, other daughter. Oh yeah, this is Kate. this isn't
0: very exciting. But what are Ash and Derek up to? They're kind of the same level of outsidery. Oh, they—they're done. Well, yeah, they're not together. But what what do you think they're up to? Oh. Ash probably moved to New York and she's like a lawyer or something.
1: Yeah. And what's his name, Derek? Derek. Yeah, Derek's a bartender.
0: I was just going to say he's absolutely a waiter or a bartender.
1: He, he started working at Angela's bar and now he's like her manager.
0: Yeah, he's either the manager at Angela's bar or he like opened his own bar. No. no, 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 Yeah, no. You're giving him too much credit. So now, do you think, do you think Greg and Angela are together? I don't think so.
1: I think they are. I think you do? I think Angela was very, is, was, is very accepting of Greg's melancholy, sadness. And so she just feels like it's a way of life and she's glad they got through the whole Jeanette mess, and she probably thinks Jeanette's a good person. And that I think Angela and
0: Jeanette cards. are still friends. I don't think Angela and Greg are together. I think Angela travels a lot now. She. Why
1: think, wait, why do you think she left Greg though? What would be the catalyst?
0: I think she didn't want to be involved in all the drama. I think she wanted to get out of this small town at a certain no. point.
1: First off, she moved to this small town.
0: I know, well, I think maybe off, we don't know a lot about what Angela what caused Angela to move to that small town. So it's all oh, speculation. Yeah.
1: She might have her own drama. And second yeah. off, she's very well aware of the drama that came with Greg from the beginning. So that's not going to end things. The only thing that would end things would be like Greg not paying the bills. And then she's I like, think you know what? Greg you're not paying the bills I'm fucking done.
0: I think Greg only gets more insufferable once Jeanette is quote unquote exonerated. Because then he just true, thinks he's smart.
1: I don't think I don't think that's a turnoff for Angela. I think it should be. Like if I was friends with Angela, I'd be like, girl, you know. Okay,
0: here's what I think. I think Angela maybe doesn't break up with Greg right away, but I think she goes and travels a little bit more inspired by Cindy and just goes to like buy stuff for her bar. And she meets someone and she doesn't and she doesn't like, you know, leave Greg for anyone. But I think she I think she and Greg have an open relationship and I think she only returns to Skyland when she needs like a place to rest her head.
1: I and I think
0: and I think Angela is close with Derek and Jeanette. And I think she's still in their lives. But I don't think she and Greg are like under any illusions about their relationship. I'd love
1: your hopefulness, but I just don't see it. I just,
0: I want too much for Angela to do. I know, Greg. and I
1: understand it. I'm just like, I'm
0: choosing to be believe. Real. I'm choosing to believe. Okay, who's kind of in the, in- okay, what's Cindy up to? Probably Cindy- retired from being a flight attendant now, but definitely retired in like a cool city.
1: Oh, retired in 2021 for sure. Yeah. But like smoking hot. Um, does not talk to her family at all. Not because it's not like I hate you, I don't talk to you. It's like, look, I've done everything I can. The door is open. I'm in therapy now. Um my first husband sucked. I'm doing the best I can for myself. Oh she's got I think she's
0: got like a villa in Italy or something with a second husband.
1: She's in Vegas. Sure. She's like one of those hot milks by the pool who's like older like, you know, she's old, but you're like, I don't really know how old and she's she got is. a second
0: husband and she's really happy. And every Christmas she calls and texts Derek and Jeanette. And she's like, you guys know you're welcome for Christmas. Yes. I know you're probably spending it with your dad, but if you want to come out, I've got room for you. And they I never take love- her up on it. And she's like, OK, fuck you guys, then like she like, like nice. reaches out to them, but she's fine. Yes, because she saw Jeanette get exonerated and do you think, oh, here's a question. This is more immediate reaction. Do you think Cindy reached out to Jeanette and apologized to her for what she said to her once Jeanette got exonerated? Oh,
1: yeah. I think I think she's, I don't think it's like I apologize like I'm wrong, but it's apologize like.
0: I'm sorry you went through that. I'm, I'm sorry glad you that the truth came that. out.
1: I'm here to talk. I know you probably feel like I haven't been supportive.
0: Do you think Cindy still is suspicious of Jeanette after the whole thing? Oh, 100%. I think she is. Sometimes I think again,
1: you, I think as a mom, you have to kind of know if you have a bad seed.
0: As Twitter, everyone on Twitter who was team Jeanette was saying like, we should have known when her own mom said she was lying. Of yeah. course she was lying. It's like, yeah, you should have known team Kate. Yeah, but
1: my mom used to call me a liar about things I didn't lie about.
0: Well, yeah, but there's, you know, there's a difference between some low stakes lies and some high stakes lies, you know? Also true. Yeah. We talked about Angela, but what's Greg doing? He still lives in Skyland. He's retired. He's not doing anything.
1: The look on your face for the listener is just like, ugh, like, he's do we like have
0: to talk about bald. this again. He drinks beer all day. The highlight of his week is the football game. He started bowling. Yeah. he. Oh, yeah, he, like, joined a bowling league, and he's super excited about it, and Angela's like, I don't care.
1: He's also getting, um... He's getting financial aid from the government, which is not bad, but he's like saying it's for an injury. And he did have an injury, but it's like one of those things where you're just like, man, if you weren't so sad, you probably wouldn't have fallen down those stairs.
0: He's just, he's a sad sack in 2021. Um, And so then we've got kind of a, okay, so we've got Mallory, Jamie, Jeanette, and Kate left. So Jamie's in jail. Yeah, Jamie is in jail for vehicular manslaughter at the at the minimum. Um, Jeanette obviously dumped Jamie and he really let that affect him because he thought he was going to get married and have a perfect Texas life with Jeanette. And that got in the way of Jeanette's need to brutally murder people, which we'll get to. And (laughs) and Jamie just fell into a deep depression. He drank a lot. And eventually he just like he hit someone with a car. It was a hit and run and he couldn't afford a good lawyer and no one wanted to help him. Now he's in jail. Oh yeah. Sad. Yeah. I mean, he has, he has a tough life, but he's like, a, he's like really hot. So he has a lot of like girlfriends who write him fan mail. In jail. Not now. Now he's like, no, I think he spends a lot of time in jail working out and maintaining his appearance. So even years later, he's hot for his age.
1: No, he's a guy who goes to jail and he
0: writes a book. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not even book.
1: that good, but like white people are excited to support it because they're like, this poor white boy's in like, Oh my God, it's
0: a convict. And it's like a tell all. Ways. Yeah. About Jeanette. Oh, yeah. He writes a book about Jeanette because we'll, we'll get to Jeanette. Um, Mallory, meanwhile, Mallory and Kate, I think, dated for a while. They broke up, but I do think they are still friends. I think they're casual friends. I think they're more casual friends than Ben and Vince. Yeah, I guess maybe I think they maybe. I think Mallory tries to
1: say like, hey, maybe we should date. And then Kate's like, I can't
0: I can't handle that. I think Kate's got some residual trauma. Yeah, that I, I said it before that maybe she doesn't think will affect a relationship with another woman, but will. And I think Mallory has trauma, too, because I think she's got some kind I think she's very afraid of her sexuality. I think she's got some internalized homophobia. Kate's got trauma. I think they have too much trauma that any relationship is not going to get off the ground at their age. So I think in 2021, they like keep in touch, but they're nowhere near as close as they were. But they both, but I think Mallory is a lesbian who lives in like Sedona and has like a yoga retreat she runs out of her backyard.
1: I wouldn't even say she has a record store.
0: Okay, sure. You know what I mean? She's like,
1: yeah. I'm still, I'm still wild and like a punk.
0: Yeah, she has a record joined Joshua Tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good for her.
1: Good for her. We're proud of you, babe. We Happy love you, party.
0: Mallory, even though everyone else hates you. And then, to our main girls, Kate is, I think she's a senator. Oh. I think she kind of spends a few years rebelling from what's expected of her. And then I think eventually she lands on once she's kind of worked through her trauma a little bit, I think she's like, I want to be, you know, an advocate for grooming, for sexual assault. And so I think she spends, I think she drops out of college volunteers with women's shelters. And then eventually she's like, I will go back to school. She gets a poli side degree. She runs for the house or something.
1: I don't, I think she starts her own nonprofit.
0: Oh sure, she has got the money and too.
1: Becomes a lobbyist. I don't see a whole oh. like I'm a. I'm gonna make laws, but like yeah. I'm gonna influence laws.
0: That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, lobbyists make sense. She stays rich.
1: Oh yeah, and it's all her own money, so she can like
0: do whatever use she wants that against Jory. Exactly, and she, you know, she has like a mansion in like Boston or something. Like she knows, and like she has a a summer or a winter home in Tahoe. Yeah, and you know she's always very like generous. Like, oh well, we can have Christmas at my house this year. You know, it's just bigger. Yeah. Like on the surface, generous, but really, she's like, "Fuck you, mom." Yeah, I'm <laughs> not going back to that shitty place. I'm not. I'm never going back to Texas. Yeah, for she sure. She lives in like New England or something.
1: And her Mallory are not really talking it's not that they don't like each other they just grew apart they just
0: they catch up like once a year they have a really long phone call and they're like we should do this more often but they don't on each other's birthdays yeah there you go that's one um and then of course the piece de resistance Jeanette her crimes escalate and she's a serial killer
1: I don't think she's a serial killer I think she has borderline personality
0: disorder well i think her path can go a lot of different ways i think like i think if she starts going to therapy yeah of course she's not a serial killer and and it depends on what she gets caught doing because obviously like at the very least she's gonna keep stealing stuff for a while in this immediate aftermath because that gives her a quick rush so if she gets you know arrested for theft a couple times i think she goes to like court mandated therapy and eventually figures it out. I think her path can go a lot of different ways based on what she gets caught for, what her sentencing is and how she reacts to that sentencing.
1: I agree with that. I highly doubt she becomes a serial killer. Cause she doesn't have any like real abuse or severe head trauma, but if she were to be a serial killer, she'd be an angel of mercy.
0: Well, I mean, she would be like, she'd be like, well, I'm helping.
1: Yeah. It'd be like, I'm a star nurse at my hospital, and I'm killing people because they want to pass on. And people, but think it wouldn't I'm doing be,
0: really well. but it wouldn't be based on what people ask. Her. It would be based on her opinions of what is best for people. This is the problem: is that I think, I think Jeanette's going to become a real estate agent because that's what her dad does, and I think that if she did escalate to killing people, it would she would be an angel of mercy, but it would be much more self-motivated. Than- I
1: think she actually goes into marketing. Marketing has all kinds of like very pushy, I'm super cool, but not very knowledgeable types. And sure. so she wouldn't have to learn how to do anything. And I don't think it's real estate because real estate would like kind of ground her And to be good at real estate, you have to sort of be interested in it. I think she's She's interested in going into people's houses. Yeah, so she's a marketing type.
0: I think she's (laughs) invite me over
1: for your party, and I will tell you why you should do your content marketing with me.
0: I think she's a real estate agent, or she's an Avon lady.
1: I think I think she goes into marketing and is hanging out with a lot of not good people, but you wouldn't know it unless you like dug a little
0: deeper. They're high powered, what she presents. Yeah, she's hanging out with people who are rich and awful. She's been to a cockfight. Yes.
1: She's climbing that status tower.
0: She goes on the black market.
1: I don't blame her, though. Live your best life.
0: I mean, I don't think Jeanette should live her best life, but I'm anti (laughs) Jeanette and I remain anti Jeanette. And all I have to say. Team Kate was the right team to be on, baby. And I just want to
1: say, they're all terrible people. And, you know, it was it was a great show to watch.
0: Yeah. Great season one. We can't wait to see season two. Whether it's an anthology or we follow these characters, we will be watching. We will be recapping. That's season one. If you guys have more questions about season one, put them in the submission box. You can find on our Instagram at the Gossier. It's also on our twitter at the glossier and bridget where can everybody find you
1: you can find me on twitter and instagram at bridget underscore suck it. and i just want to say thank you for joining us on this live stream and for those of you who are listening afterwards thank you for joining us um it's been fun and a privilege to recap these episodes with you grace where can people find you
0: you can find me on instagram and twitter at the grace piper and just to echo what Bridget said, thanks for coming along with us on the ride that was Cruel cool Summer Season 1. We had a lot of fun with you guys and I hope you guys keep listening.
1: Give us suggestions for um, other new shows to recap. Grace and I are talking maybe Gossip Girl, but we're pretty open if
0: you got something juicy. Let us know what you want to hear. We are butt servants of our audience. That's it for tonight. So we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Whoa,